0: Hello, and thanks for joining us on the podcast that discusses all things gaming. Coming to you from the home of Gen Con and the gaming capital of the world, this is The Established Facts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Established Facts. This is episode 84, and uh, I am joined with three other friends and podcasters, so I will go ahead and uh, start to my right with our introductions.
1: This is Josh, and that was the most awkward way to introduce some other friends and podcasters. You know us other people. Hey, guys, this is Derek. This is Prime. Let alone the other people being the most frequent people on the the Uh, podcast since the beginning. Sure, you know. know.
0: I don't want to get anybody confused that maybe I, you know, branched out and started making millions and millions of dollars doing podcasting on my own or anything. It's not going to happen. And
2: this
0: is your host, Big Don. I'd be happy with six digits. I don't need billion.
1: I think you'd probably be happy with a high five. Digits? (laughs) Yes.
0: I'll keep, I'll keep my twenty digits. And, uh, I have five fingers five. and toes. Fingers yeah. and toes. <laughs> Come on now, Derek.
3: I'm like totally doing this whole visual thing, and which is totally working for an audio podcast.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Speaking of that, I so when was the last time we had Derek on? Uh, I don't know, like four months. episodes ago. <laughs> Something
0: like so, that. I don't know. Right that's, at, all, that's right after Fear the Con. It <laughs> Gen con. Gen con. We did have Gen a con. Gen Con.
3: I think Gen Con was the last one Spe- that
1: speaking of that, you said you had some stuff for uh the last con you went to some For areas. reality, yes. Yeah, and I didn't never hear back from you on that one.
3: Yeah, the whole like September was a thing uh, and then, <laughs> and then <laughs> um, October came and
0: went. And then
3: uh, October was a thing and then I got sick and oh, as you guys can probably tell from like my awesome voice right now. That's um phenomenal. but yeah, no I... I have them recorded I just oh, need to edit okay. them and all that one of them which I is probably going to just be a long Mario jump
1: so oh no no <laughs> <laughs> Man, we know the guys that kicked in the dice bag so I'll just pass it off to them and make your work a lot easier true that may
3: actually not be a bad idea they did
0: actually have an episode That's like... <laughs> true it's true <laughs> Keith would be appreciative of that
1: oh you recorded an episode for us Thanks. I thought
3: Keith was gone
0: no 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 no, no, Ab- no.
1: Adam, Adam stepped, stepped away.
3: away oh who Come else? on, this is June,
1: Not that right? F-
3: <laughs> so the September thing September, happened. September,
1: yeah, that was a that was a month of wait. We we didn't record anything. That's
0: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we had so much material though from Con, all yeah. the cons that we yeah. gone to, and then
3: of and speaking about. We swear that we're not a con podcast.
0: Yeah, right? No, but we just like going
1: to them and talking to other We've gamers had a, We it. had
0: a lot of cons this year in Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah. I mean, We probably will have, have a lot are, of last year, too. Yeah. But, well, yeah, we'll have more next year. Yeah,
3: we will.
1: <clears throat> Which is a conversation that will continue to come up as this year gets closer, I'm sure. My
3: concern is con overload.
1: Well, and some My cons are leaving is- because of it.
2: Yeah, my concern is lack of money
0: <laughs> Boom, that's the digital right conversation there. from earlier yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good lord
3: so Don so what are we so episode 84
0: episode 84 uh, we uh, have quite a few friends that are involved in um, uh, developing and designing and producing independent games uh, obviously Derek uh, has has done that And uh, we have several other friends that are in the process of doing that or have done that successfully. Um, And so we wanted to have a discussion just on uh, the consumer's side of indie gaming. Uh, So for our versus topic, uh, we're going to do Kickstarter backer versus first-run buyer. And what I mean by that is, are you more apt to investing money before the game is produced Uh, Hoping that what you get a chance to invest in and and use to sponsor that game helps produce that game, and then, thus, you know, obviously with most of the rewards, gaining one of those games, Mm -hmm. like uh, Jasco Games with their uh, Mega Man board game. I can't uh, come
1: any sooner!
0: Oh my gosh! Uh, um, And then uh, we have friends uh, that we're actually going to be talking about a little bit, and we're going to do a plug later on, but uh, Silver Crescent Publishing, uh, they've got a Kickstarter out right now, and. So, are you more apt to putting the money up upfront front before the game is ever developed to kind of help push that along? Or are you one of those guys that kind of sits in wait um, because you know that the Kickstarter has been successful and you're anticipating showing up early to a con or to your uh, friendly local game store and buying the first run copy of that game? Um, so, let's go ahead and start with Prime.
2: Um, considering the fact that I have no real experience, no by real experience I mean no experience whatsoever in supporting Kickstarters, I'm gonna to have to say just by default, buying one outright from a store is what I'd rather do. Derek?
3: My opinion on this has changed. Um oh, currently it last five minutes? No. Okay. No, okay. Recently, <laughs> um I would say that Going forward, I would be a first time buyer
1: <sighs> for the most part uh for me, the success of crowdfunding games I have had in the games I have supported that have funded all of delivered. I have no reason to believe that that's not going to go forward so i'm gonna i'm I'm going to be a Kickstarter person as of right now as long as we have the money, and my wife says it's okay. <laughs>
0: Right. <laughs> Is wind the as case? Go, as long as you go through the proper procedural documents and get approval where approval Everything has made. to
3: be in triple kit. Oh, exactly. Or it's, a, it's yeah. in the
0: budget. Yeah, All that's... the red tape has been taken care of. Oh, for, right. I no, I'm not. Yeah. I am. Not. I am uh, definitely a first run buyer. Um, uh, I love the idea of Kickstarter, and there have been several projects that I have supported by word of mouth and referral and blowing up Facebook as often as I can. Uh, But in general, due to, you know, whatever funding issues or something like that, when one comes up or just the surprise that there is a new one, uh, I tend to like to be the guy who is, you know, first in the store and I will get all the information I can off the Kickstarter for, like, launch dates and stuff like that so that I can be there to support that game when it comes out. So, um, so Derek... You made a very interesting comment, and and your answer surprised me a little bit. Knowing that you know you've kind of gone through this with everything, and and uh, uh, with um, Universal Storytelling System and, and things like that. So, why has your opinion changed recently? Um,
3: <clears throat> the biggest reason would be the Artesian Dice uh, Kickstarter. Um, about two years ago, I supported them, and they have not delivered. And oh wow. They've like piecemealed it out oh, wow. to supporters. And I still don't have my dice. Um there have those are been expensive dice. They are it was expensive. I spent quite a bit of money on it. And I talked to them at Gen Con and it's like they're on all these separate projects, but um they're not really taking care of their backers, in my opinion. Um so there is was that, and then there is just, I guess Kickstarter in general, I, I've just gotten sour on it. Um, there are a bunch of high-name companies that are using it. Um, there are some companies that are using it that um, they just don't understand how it's used, um, so their prices are Pretty big and too expensive, and um, I just would like to learn about these products and then purchase them when they're really out there. I'd like a nice—I mean, there is like drive-through RPG and stuff like that, but I'd like a nice storefront where you would be able to go and purchase all these independent games, um, these Kickstarter games, these. Um, and um, learn about them um, just a central storefront for that and then I would I would support that um, so yeah I mean I, I guess I'm st- sticking my foot in the sand saying you know what I'm not going to kick start um, uh, my next projects and stuff like that
0: okay Josh
1: um I understand the comment about some big companies trying to utilize Kickstarter. Um, the thing is, is that I, if I see those, I tend to discard them because if I know it's a big company that's utilizing it, uh, I don't. I'm not going to Kickstarter for that purpose. Uh, some of the guys that I've seen really, really be successful with Kickstarter, uh, the Frog God Games guys. That mm-hmm. is their entire like that. We're going to produce a new product, but in order to get this new product produced, we need. Investment, And they're not getting external investment from bigger name publishers. So they're using Kickstarter to, we want to put this book out, we're going to utilize the funds that we raised from Kickstarter to produce the book, and then we're going to make a certain run and sell it after Kickstarter. <coughs> once once the Kickstarter done, they're sending it out. Your independent developers that are utilizing Kickstarter properly uh, and are being successful have all delivered for me, which is why I, I say I know that some have not delivered for others. And I also know that some, including yours, Derek, have not reached their funding. And the biggest, in my opinion, the biggest fault behind that is a combination of word of mouth just doesn't work in all cases, and Kickstarter doesn't have a great set of promotion tools. Agreed. It is there putting all the reliance on the backer, which the whole reason, or not the backer, but the... Developer, whatever the whole reason the developer is utilizing Kickstarter most of the times because they don't have the funds to market it exactly, so they're trying to get the money so that they can market it. Well, but it needs to be marketed so they can get the money, so
2: they don't have the funds to market it, and they don't they probably don't have the funds to promote it either, which is part of the problem, right? So
1: that's that's kind of where I understand that some people are not uh, able, haven't been as successful at Kickstarter, but for me, one of the coolest processes um, have been watching watching the development process of a game. So far, I've utilized Kickstarter for the majority of majority of them games and a couple of CDs, uh, a couple of audio CDs for independent artists or whatever. And uh, the biggest one that comes to mind right now was up until that point, up until probably last year, was the first and uh, biggest funded video game, the Pathfinder Online game. And their timetable right from the beginning was we want to enter alpha by 2014, we'd like to enter beta by 2015, and we want to enter full play by 2016. So anyone that's griping that they're taking too long, uh, they've been very open about it. But going through that and getting the updates, the the bi-weekly updates they put out, getting into the alpha... Early because you know somebody at Fear the Boot, even though I already had an an early enrollment access, has been really cool and not without Kickstarter. Those early enrollment, you would had you you can go and get early enrollment right now if you want to, but it's it's a couple hundred bucks or more to jump into early enrollment. Whereas I paid a hundred bucks in the Kickstarter and already had early enrollment access, so I haven't put a lot of work into it. But watching that development feed come through has shown Kickstarter... You're not going to get that with the first run. You're only going to get what they post to the public. You won't get the private... Okay, look, this is... This is the the truth. We we got delayed. Our servers are screwed up. And for me, I think that's that's fascinating. They're delayed two weeks because their servers are screwed up. You're not going to tell the public face that. But I think that's cool to be a part of that development process.
3: I agree. And, like, Realmworks is a good example yeah. of uh, Kickstarter done well. Yeah. And... I really enjoyed seeing the interface change throughout time. Um, but um, it's like when you're talking about word of mouth and that sort of thing, part of that is your rewards. Yeah. And it seems like to be successful you have to partner with companies, more well-known companies, to get additional things that are not technically aligned with your game. Um like uh for instance, like you'd partner with Reaper to get like additional minis or you'd partner uh-huh. with somebody else um and it's just it's really difficult and it's sad um because like one of our friends at Silver Crescent, their first go around with this revamp of their book uh didn't make it uh-huh. um and um I would, I would probably go with Indiegogo, because you at least get some of the money, so maybe you're now a little bit further along the way.
1: Indiegogo's a, another, for those who aren't aware, <coughs> another crowdfunding option, but uh, the thing that makes them kind of stand out a little bit from Kickstarter is that if you commit to back something, the developer's going to get the money. Now, they're still held by a contract that if they don't deliver, they are to return the money it's still part of the contract. But if a project does not meet funding, the people who've started the project will at least get something to maybe repackage and go back through. Um, However, there's a lot of, you know, there's there's other back-end stuff that's going on there. Indiegogo's good for, I've seen big projects get done that way, I've seen smaller projects get done that way. A big advantage to Kickstarter is they've handed all the financial part off to Amazon. And Amazon is, you know, obviously world known and they're handling all of the back end. They're taking out their fee. They're taking out the Kickstarter fee. They're getting it deposited into your account, making sure everybody's been properly charged and notified that the charge is <laughs> You take that out, which is a, that's an expense for an opening up and coming company. Agreed. I don't know how it works in Indiegogo. I didn't go that far. I know we did a project utilizing, was it Indiegogo we used somebody no, else? No, we used somebody go else. GoFundMe. GoFundMe, go that yeah. was it. They're the same time No, you know what? I take that back. Indiegogo, does charge. I don't necessarily know if they get the money. GoFundMe, on the other hand, does get the money. <laughs> they do. Because Indiegogo will charge you right off the bat. I just don't know for sure if it gets to the... GoFundMe is more for, like, charitable thing,
3: or if yeah. you're trying to get, like, something for a big project or something like that. But um, Which, by
1: the way, another way to do that is PayPal gifts process. PayPal's gifting doesn't yeah. charge. There we go. So I'm,
3: I'm thinking about something different this year going forward for the... Um, uh, figure the charity, mm-hmm. maybe use the system that they use for the podcast charity event thing. Okay. So. Razzle or something. No, Razzle. Razzle. Yeah. prime yeah. So. yeah.
0: Brian, hmm? what is your perspective on, uh, why, why do you like to be the first guy in the store to buy stuff versus, versus trying to like pool your funds and then back something? On Kickstarter?
2: Well, I don't know much about Kickstarter in general. Um, so you're saying though that if a Kickstarter starts and for whatever reason they can't get the funding in order to produce it, the the individuals get their money back from? Yeah, individuals never lose their money.
0: They never even get taken. Okay. It's more of like your sponsorship is held in like this financial limbo mm-hmm. until you meet your first goal. Once you have meet your once you have met your first goal, then all of the funds that have been collected to do so. Are then processed no. after?
3: No, they're processed. Everything's processed at the end of the. That's campaign. what i was saying.
0: After everything yeah, has been, that, after your time it, after limit, everything is, the time limit. Right after your goal time lines. limit. That's what I was saying. Once you have met your first goal, after your time limit has finished, all of that money is yes. processed. Right. If you meet stretch goals, which are you know secondary, third, you know tertiary uh, goals that you set, a lot of times with larger rewards for some of the people who help you get to those stretch goals then it's all processed at the same time, but it's kind of like, okay, we've well, hit this benchmark, now try and see if you can get this benchmark, and a lot of times it's usually simply to pay for all the extra craft that they give you. The okay, well, wow.
2: well, my big thing is that um, instant gratification. Once you, once you pay for a product, you have it right there in your hands, you don't have to wait six months a year, or however sure. long it takes oh, yeah. for a product to maybe, or maybe not, be developed. I can totally understand that. And and in your case, when you had to deal with the, what was the dice company? Artesian. um, When you had to deal with the Artesian dice, like uh, in that particular instance, you're not even guaranteed to be satisfied with the product that you're putting money towards.
3: The, The way that they describe it, Kickstarter describes it, is you are a patron of the arts.
0: Right. Okay.
3: Uh, this is not a pre-order system. It's a... Right,
0: right. It's a sponsorship. Yeah, It's a sponsorship. It's not... The, your reward for sponsoring it is a copy of this game. <coughs> so, but it's the their-
3: existential reward is that right. it gets created.
0: Correct. Right, right. Exactly. And And a lot of the... If you look at a lot of the... Like, for example, if you do, like... If you have a board game, and in order for you to actually produce it for one customer, it costs you $30. And so, you can set lower goals... And then it'd be like, hey, you know, in the instruction book, we put a recognition for your sponsorship or, hey, we'll send you a T-shirt or, you know, we'll send you some stickers or temporary tattoo or whatever, you know, get a special recognition on our website or something. So there are still rewards that are included in that, but they're going to be minute compared to like the goal is if you spend 30 bucks on Kickstarter, it's going to help not only uh, help us reach that goal to publish that game but you're going to get a copy of the published game because that's pretty much the MSRP once it well, comes out
2: and my thing is yeah. my, 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 my thing is though that you know what you're buying if you if you're if you buy it from the store you know what you're buying before you buy it
0: uh, yeah, I, would, I, I would mean, be, and, it's, if and, you're the consumer, you it's it's under your responsibility to know what you're buying when you buy. Each. Or you can look at
2: the back of the box and go, okay, well this is interesting, right? Right. <laughs> you know, exactly. versus looking at a Kickstarter and, and you know not being sure whether things are going to change in the middle of the Kickstarter um, as far as whether rules or concept of the game <laughs> or whatever it ends up being.
0: And that's kind of where my my uh, viewpoint comes from. It's more along the lines of I enjoy going to, and I know we already said we're not a con uh, podcast, but I enjoy going to like, Gen Con and other cons like that to test out new people's prototype games, because if I already know that they have a prototype, that means they have an understanding of what it's going to cost when this game comes out. Now, the the hard thing that you run into is, you know, if, if you're not going through Kickstarter, a lot of times I've seen um, newer game developers that do a lot of... Uh, they do self-publishing by saying, like, um, if you get on our website... You can pay for a copy of the game and then just print it off at your house. It works a lot like, uh, like uh, the Weird West role-playing oh. game that came out a couple years ago. Uh, that was it. It's like you know, you pay whatever it was a dollar. It's print-on-demand. Yeah, print-on-demand. That's that's what I was trying to think of. Yeah, oh, yeah. White Wolf has gone to print-on-demand. Yep. Uh, for all of their yeah, resources it? and so, yes, right. so you can get online and you can say, oh, I really want this supplemental guide. It's going to cost me thirty bucks. You pay thirty bucks. You have it instantly for the download. They usually email it to you or send you a link so you can download it. And then you uh, you just print it off, uh, or you know, or you have the PDF copy on your on your computer. Um, but I I really enjoy the interaction with the developers. We have we have a couple friends that are in the process of developing board games. And it's really fun to be able to sit down and pick the brain of somebody who's designing this board game, and then to ask them questions like, "Well, have you thought about this for your board game, or have you thought about that?" And normally, the normally the answers are, you know, "Well, yeah, sure, I've already I've already taken care of all that." What's that? I don't it's, see it. He you're has a whiteboard
1: yet. over here with all the things. Uh, Derek is developing the siege game, and he's right. Yeah, practicing. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. And my
1: whiteboard right now has
0: all of those <laughs> questions. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's the really oh. cool thing about i I think for me I would rather i I would rather see it in a store but have the relationship with the person who designed it mm-hmm. so that you can support them like so like dude, I cannot wait until you publish your game because I am going to buy it from you. I will take it out of your hands you know what i mean like that's see, that's, that's, that's really the reason
3: cool. why i do i what I do is to give you that opportunity right, right so i right, right. i'm
1: gonna but now i'm gonna step in another side okay. No, you're wrong. You're Tra- wrong. Whatever. <laughs> Tracy Hickman, Sojourner Tales. Right. First introduced at Gen Con at their table, this is the board game we want to do. And in two weeks, we're going to launch the Kickstarter. You launch the Kickstarter. And then the, the gratification, I got handed the first copy handed out at Gen Con by oh, Tracy right. Hickman. Right. Autographed and played on this podcast. Right. But what, because yeah. I backed
3: it. Well, okay, there's that. But I mean, like, what... That's a one in like one million. That does not happen. Yeah, that
1: I have picked up long. the majority of my Kickstarter pickups at Gen Con.
0: Right, right, right. Well, what, <laughs> he's saying, what he's saying is, what he's saying is, the the opportunity to be able to have your game handed to you by the developer, such especially Tracy Hickman. I mean, mm-hmm. he's a friend of the shows, and and um, uh, I love, saying ha- that. I love your, hearing that having your uh, having your game handed to you. <laughs> You and know, we, we then run the per- by
3: that person,
0: and then wow. and well, then I, it, I know I mean, that
1: was- that was a lucky advantage. I know the
0: kid hit right, right. to run the game. <laughs> my, was my, a point, my point right. is, it would be it would be the exact same feeling as if Tracy Hickman showed up at Gen Con with the game that he had never kick-started mm-hmm. and saying, "I am." Back funding the game that I spent my own money to produce, right. and having the exact same experience, and that's kind of where we're coming from. Yeah. Is it's nice to it, it? Yeah, I'm not saying either way is the wrong <coughs> answer. Both ways are the right answer. Yeah, the difference is one of them is helping them get to that point of launch. The other one is supporting the fact that they have launched. True. No, and, and that's th- really I where, that's both really are, where the both difference
1: are lies. There. Yeah. Um, LM Studios. Uh, I probably should have, since I have a tablet, look up the Super, super Alpha Bitcrawl FX Extreme thing, whatever the heck the name of that game. That's is.
2: That's a fun little game.
1: It's 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 really good. Wow. Um, they, they took the approach and released Vic Carl Pocket first at conventions to get people interested in it and said, We're going to put this game out, but we need Kickstarter to get it produced. Yeah. Like they're, they're, they've they made copies for themselves, printed it out, whatever, and they went to the local conventions and allowed people to test it out and say, We're going to launch Kickstarter on this day, which they launched it at Gen Con and were successfully funded. Good. But they spent that entire summer. With this prototype game, playing with people, right. showing and people, and that what's is going how
0: on. to do it. Yes, yes absolutely, and, and that's really the biggest. Like, I think that those guys, um, and and something that uh, that in general, people who are are trying to use Kickstarter, that is the key. You know, and that really kind of gets into our discussion is like what. Uh, what is important about trying to support indie like what do indie developers need in order to make their game successful and it
3: really comes conventions down. that are reasonable for indie developers right
0: and, and it and that's exactly it. it really comes down to you know you can trust you can trust someone's word of mouth for the most part right. that it's going to get said to someone but the difference is and it's just like the phrase you know don't trust anyone else to do the work for you If you want your game to be successful, you have got to put your feet on the pavement and you've got to show your game to people. It's the same thing that that beer companies do when they're bringing out a new beer. It's the same thing that Pepsi does when they're bringing out a new flavor. They bring out trial versions for people to check out and review. And if it's successful, you know right then and there.
3: Well, it's... But the thing is, we talk about funding. Indie people... Like myself, are basically doing this out of our homes, right? And I, I've been fortunate with my job that I've been had the means to go to certain uh, places to mm-hmm. to show my game, right? Um, and these conventions keep raising their prices for tables and booths and that sort of
1: thing.
0: You and do understand why, though, right? Yeah, because they have more people coming so that they can do that. It's standard supply and demand. It is, but... The it's annoying,
1: don't get me wrong, but when you have more people that want to come, than you have space available, they can increase the premium.
3: I understand that, but then you get into the, you're now edging out the Indian people yes. for the... And that's the
1: biggest Which is why it sucks.
3: I mean, you even, asked even, what I even what's after. needed for the indie yeah, people. you're right. Even
0: Entrepreneurs Avenue at Gen Con is expensive. Yeah, it's, it's, it's and it's and as you experienced this last year, it's sold out in like zero time.
3: There, are, I've been checking every week. They have not released these tables for next year at GenCon. Yeah, it's. I've pretty much given up on that, and and I went and talked with Origins. Pretty much given up on that. So it's like I'm going to go to all the indie, uh, Indiana. Yeah, yeah,
0: I mean that's it, like become I become friends with every game store around here. Well, like Indie yeah. PopCon, we went to Indie PopCon, we had a booth there, and mm-hmm. there were there were probably ten or twelve. We will games have a booth game. at PopCon this year. Yeah, yeah. You, you just show your game there. Mm-hmm. And
1: well, I think the established facts. You're getting, we'll, we'll just we'll buy two tables next to yeah. each other, and it will be our area, and, and you will three. get at least one yeah, three. <laughs> we'll see. Now speaking of Kickstarter,
0: well, we friends. So uh. I, that's true.
3: <laughs> speaking of Kickstarter, I um, <clears throat> am backing the convention specifically because it's cheaper to back the vendor <laughs> right area yeah. through Kickstarter than it would be to go to there. It's the um, it's a convention in New York City. So oh my. Yeah. Okay. So you're on your tablet, though
1: I am. I I had to make sure I said it correctly. LM Studios most recently kickstarted game, which will be re- should be shipping to backers by the end of the year, is Super Turbo Super Turbo Bitcrawl FX Alpha Extreme. Yeah. I really w- well, uh, version pa- one. Version I'm one. Kidding. Part <laughs> of me much? wishes there was a shorter way to say that, which is why you often hear me say Super Turbo Bitcrawl or Bit crawl alpha extreme or whatever the heck it is just as long as they insert words right. people are like what um, I gotta give these guys a lot of credit they did a lot of work over the summer as we mentioned they uh, gave people the opportunity to demo it I'm really hoping they get through the process of grabbing my hand so I don't have my watch on the table again anyways and they and I hope they successfully release this game even more um, yeah. they were they may have been successfully funded but now now comes the long road of okay we've got a board game how do we sell it um,
0: and who's going to buy it? Well, and that's, I mean, that. I'll buy it. <laughs> I, I'm going to say, in my opinion, that is probably the more challenging. Of, I mean, yes, getting it promoted, getting it launched. There are ways for you to independently, uh, you know, put out prototypes and, and produce your own game. And it may not be necessarily the greatest quality at first, but, you know, hopefully by the time that you have that money, <coughs> you can find those developers to be able to help you with that. I mean,. Uh, Jason from Jasco Games, he had to go through that when he picked up the label. Yeah. You know, when he picked up UFS, um, he didn't. <sighs> well, he went through a lot of creative development. Yeah, there was of redesigning yeah, the cards and things was. like that. And and so that's a that's a growing pain, but yeah. that's a nice growing pain because it's like, well, obviously, if you have the money to be able to start looking for that, yeah. your game is becoming successful. The problem comes. When you are successful in producing the first run, and this is probably the biggest issue that I have, because we played a game a few weeks ago called The Captain Is Dead, and it was a phenomenal oh. game. So much fun. And I'm gonna buy it as soon as I see it anywhere. <laughs> I will I mean I will, you know, sell a kidney. Just to, but the problem that I have is you have a limited run to only people who kickstart your game and you don't supply enough resources there in the back end to push out your own production, to kind of balance that. Because we were talking to uh, Josh, the guy who was showing us the game, and he said, yeah, this is a Kickstarter game. They sent it to me. He emailed them. He said, hey, I'm going to be at this little bitty get-together with friends. I would love to be able to show people your game if you can get me the copy within a couple of days. And literally, he had it within two days. To be able to bring... They had literally... They had just produced... The first-run copies. They sent it to him. He got it within two days. We played it. Phenomenal game. He goes, yeah, but the problem is it's only available on Kickstarter.
1: Yeah. They, I've been to the site. They've got the site up, which that it looks like they're kind of a print-on-demand shop. The Game Crafter, I think is what it's called. Yeah. Which is what so. that looks like, Yeah, uh, which we'll talk about them in a minute. But <laughs> yeah. Um, they don't currently have it for sale on there, but it sounds like that's going to be the way they go. Right. Is, where we have the game... And here's what's needed, but it's it'll get it, which means you're going to see an increased cost, but it'll be made when the order's placed. Yeah, and I'm, and then,
0: I'm
3: not going to print on demand yeah, in my board game. So. Right. And,
0: and I just, I feel like that almost hurts the business more than it helps it, because mm-hmm. so many times, being a gamer, have I seen a new game come out. It doesn't matter what game it is, it can be a new set for Magic, it can be a WizKids click game, it can be anything like that have I seen a new game come out and it has boomed like crazy and sells out to <coughs> every store and then all of a sudden you get into the same thing you always get into when a new game that's hot comes out and people can't get a hold of it. Mm-hmm. And then the developer is trying to get things printed off but the people who are putting all the pieces together haven't gotten them all printed off yet and then finally two months later when they start releasing the game that spike in popularity has gone down Severely because people want new product now. They want, I mean, unfortunately, we are in, exactly, unfo- uh, you know, it's all about the money. And unfortunately, what happens is you have this enthusiasm that builds, this buzz that builds with the public, and then you can't supply their demand, and then they find, because we are America and we are ADD about everything. They find the next new thing before you ever get the old new thing out for them to buy, and that's the problem I have. I don't want to see games like The Captain Is Dead and other games that are a lot of fun to play and really cool. Two months later, <coughs> down the road, people are like, "What game is that?" And it second problem, dies.
3: there's actually second and third problem. Rees, uh, going to ah uh, resellers, um, uh, stuff like Southwest uh,
1: the distributors,
3: distributors. Thank you. Um, will not purchase them.
0: Right. Yeah. After some time, they won't.
3: Um,
0: so then it peters out, yeah.
3: so And then game stores want to deal with distributors because they get it for less than cost. Right, because it's wholesale. Yes. Yeah. So, and game stores are are very risk adverse.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because yeah. they already have to sell yeah. their pro- most of them already have to sell their product at list. Mm-hmm. They can't in order to make any type of profit. And that's that's the the as we've had multiple discussions about game stores. When, when whenever you have to sell something at list, you're not going to attract people in terms of your co- your product buying product. You're going to attract people for everything else that's going on right. at the store. Right, and thus they'll buy product. Right. And peripherals. Yes.
0: Yeah. When you buy a computer at Best Buy, it's usually priced at the lowest they can be priced. It's the printer and the scanner and the screen and the mouse. Where mounts. Best
1: Buy makes money. Right. And a game store doesn't have as many peripherals exactly. to make money exactly. on. Exactly.
0: Especially if <coughs> the, the game, game is itself, like, you know, you buy the Dungeons and Dragons role-playing game and it has all the dice you need in it. Right. So you don't have to go and buy more dice from Chessex or Crystal Cast or someone like that because you've got all the peripherals you need in that one box.
3: true. But there's also, um, I mean, like, gaming stores are, that's why they don't uh, stock as many, like, role-playing games. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because you buy one Pathfinder, book, yeah, you're, you're good. you're good for
1: your group, really.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, uh... It's sl- a role-playing game. not like crazy! Well, but, true. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah. it's essentially, that's it. Especially well, if you know the system, you know, like, if the four of us were to sit down in a game store to play Pathfinder, we own Curo Lab, and every book that we need to be able to be successful. We don't have to buy a bunch of stuff. Or but every think, book
2: like, in Josh's yeah. case.
0: Right. Well, <laughs> in, in the same respect, too, and this is, uh, on a side note, I think that's why we are, and, and I would encourage any role-playing group to do this, Find something you can invest in in that game store because you want to support them. Mm-hmm. They're letting you sit in your in their store for four, six, two, three, four, six, <clears throat> 12 hours to play a game that you're not having to buy from them. Right. So buy concessions. You know yeah. what I mean? Or find another game that you like. If you're a Magic player, or if you're a you know if you're well Magic's easy, or,
3: especially on Friday Night Magic because right, right, right sleeves. Well, I'm you know. just
0: right. I'm just saying like if you're like I'm a role player. But I love to play Magic. I know that if I go to um, our, you know, our friends at White Flag Games, and I sit down and I play a four-hour role-playing game, before I leave that store, I'm going to spend money in their store.
3: Oh yeah, totally.
0: Because I want to keep them. I want to keep their lights on because that's where I like to play, yeah. and the people there are awesome.
3: If I buy UFS, I buy it. Well, if they can get it, right? There's certain things that they right. can't get. But right. I'll buy it from them. Yeah,
0: right. There's
1: a, there's a. Um so everything you just explained uh, is it's a, its a problem with capitalism. odd oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, as this is going to absolutely, sound. Absolutely. Um, Apple just sold over 10 plus million iPhones. And I still can't go to a Sprint store and buy a
2: 64 gig iPhone 6. That's right, you can't. Because they're trash.
0: No, well, I'm just saying. It's not for uh, me, obviously. <laughs> I know.
2: Well, but, as long as it comes with an OtterBox, you're fine. But you go—you th- <laughs> yeah. think
1: about that. They sold 10 plus million iPhones. And, and they still don't have enough of them in stock for somewhere else. Ten plus million Otter boxes. Sh- shrink that, shrink that down <laughs> to a print bad. run of five hundred games. Yeah, and they're gone, and they can't get any more made. Heck, King of New York. I've had I was King about of- to say, you mean like oh King of New York? Gosh. I've had King of New York pre-ordered for probably three weeks, four weeks now. A lot of people have had it longer than that, All and right. apparently, it's sitting on a dock out in California.
0: Yeah, because I'm ready they don't to have drive enough, enough workers. California right. and give us a copy off of that dock. That's all I'm saying. Yeah,
1: because they apparently don't have enough workers to get it off the boat. Yeah, to get it unloaded so it can be distributed to the distributors, yeah. and, and the and
0: distributors have been ordered not to give it to the game stores until all the distributors have their copies. And the biggest problem with that, it's a huge catch twenty-two because the game developers will go to a company outside of the country. Because it's cost effective. Exactly. And then they have issues with shipping it, which means people get upset because they can't get the game that they already bought. Because they were trying the to get a game is,
2: three months ago and they haven't gotten it yet. Problem, yeah. But the
0: problem is, the way, that, the way that we work is, oh, if it's American made, I can charge you know, 300% more than what it would. Because mm-hmm. it says, made in America on the side. And that's not how it should be, but that's exactly how a capitalist My books works.
3: 200 books, cost, 200 books cost me $500
0: yeah wow that's crazy
3: that's insane to to print yeah and so what do you do I mean that's basically my available funds right now let's say that that hit let's say that for instance for some reason I went to California and it was a huge success everybody was buying copies I saw my last copy I'm like I'm sorry I did not have, like, another $500 at the start of this Right, Kia. exactly, because
0: now you have to play the catch-up game.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: and that's, I mean...
1: It's frustrating being a business owner, and I—I'm going to preface everything that I just made, commented about capitalism. That I'm still very pro-capitalism and everything about it. Yeah, I mean. Um, yes, comrade. I, right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's there's it's it's the we inherent got flaw old man somehow. I know <laughs> it's an it's an inherent flaw with trying to produce something because you have to find that fine line, and yeah. being a game developer. Especially independent developers have got to have the toughest time mm-hmm. doing it. Yeah. Uh, even real, even and, big and, publishers who can get their games yeah. out there for people to be interested, they could produce a ton, and if right. no one likes it,
0: well, they're, that's they're screwed. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> honestly goodness. That is the that's the tipping point right there. That's the balance point. It's like if you're an independent developer, you have to develop enough because you anticipate that your game is going to be good, but. If it's not good and you don't sell anything, you're out whatever that money is. If it is good and you sell them all, now you have to play the catch-up game. <coughs> My problem is, and I don't think there's any excuse in the world, when a company like Hasbro or WizKids has a game that goes crazy nuts, and they sell out of it, and then they're like, oh, well, there's a two-month delay because we can't get this one. Oh, that, I totally... That, that, you that, know. No, you have no excuse. You own Wizards of the Coast... And there is no excuse for you to run out of boxes of the newest magic set. Or you own Marvel Dice Masters. There's no reason oh, yeah, why certainly not. There's no reason why if you think that this game okay, I understand it was the the mechanics were based on a game that didn't do well, <coughs> but anything right now that has a Marvel logo on it
3: it's is going to gonna sell. Yeah. It's
0: gonna settle.
1: Marvel My Little Pony. Yep. I'm Take
0: just saying, it. dude. I'm just saying. Marvel <laughs> number six. Right. Pinkie Pie in an Iron Man outfit. That's I'm buying that's it. I'm buying Man. it. I'm buying it. <laughs> I'm just saying. That is now
2: going to happen. I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the,
3: the, yeah, oh my goodness. There is, there the, 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 yeah, so is a. The my a symbol
0: because friendship is magic. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> <laughs> if
3: someone's not doing this now, they're wrong. Yeah.
0: Somebody better be taking this right now. <laughs> um, but, I think it's. got by the established facts 2014. That's right. <laughs> you like Suck ones. it
2: Disney
3: <laughs> um, There is an alternative That has happened And we're, we're going to bring The kind of discussion over to here
0: Yeah go for it <clears throat> So
3: I went to Fur Reality And um, a couple of weeks ago Fur Reality Fur Reality Yes It okay. is a fur con um, And Which
0: for those of you Who <clears throat> don't know what a fur con is
3: Oh, it's basically anthropomorphic animals. Right. People dress up in People them. who like to
0: dress up like Care Bears. And stuff yeah,
3: like essentially, that. yes. Yes, in the $1,000, <laughs> I kid you not, yeah. Care Bear costume. I mean,
0: yeah, absolutely. They put, they put as much work in their cosplay <laughs> or, as any other cosplay. It's just a different theme. Yeah. If not more. Yeah, if not more.
2: Because I could buy a pair of pants and... Call myself cosplay. Right?
0: <laughs> <Yeah>, that's true. <laughs> and I will tell you
3: right now, my seven hundred dollar wolf head that yeah. is actually being developed right now. Yeah. Yeah? Yes, has like a computer fan in the mouth, uh, so nice. so you can keep circulating. Yeah, there. Yeah. yeah,
2: I can imagine that would
3: be extremely it's hot. hot. Um. But anyways, hydration. The, the, um,
0: Camel, one of those camel bags. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. smart. Um,
3: but, uh, yeah, so for reality, their unique take on this, on a convention, is that they had a convention-long game. So it was okay. furs against a machine trying to take over the world. Sweet. So they created their own board game, and they only sold it at the convention. Okay. So there they knew exactly how many that they needed. Right. <clears throat> And they could limit the run on that. Um, but it's a neat concept for a convention. Um, yeah. It wasn't as successful. I mean, what I, what I found out was that this was the first reel for reality. It, it's by a very um, big fur comic creator.
2: Okay.
3: <laughs> so... So, um, hopefully next year they'll improve on it a little bit, like, the rules weren't that clear. Okay, okay.
0: Do some redrafting and...
3: (coughs) Yeah.
2: So it was was a fairly successful turnout, though?
3: Oh, yeah. It was really successful. The hotel was great. Um, But that was another way of putting out a board game. and I think, I would hope that more conventions would embrace the idea of, like, a convention long, not necessarily just a theme like Gen Con has a quote-unquote theme that they really don't do.
2: Right,
0: right yeah. I've, it's how Takes Over the World. Have, oh. They have got, right, they have, like, I've, I'm just saying, like, they have got some of the coolest themes, like, level up and, like, the just, vampire just one. And they got the some no zombie, behind, like a zombie yeah. Like that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, you're right, I mean, the they don't do anything with it. They don't, and they really should, because that is a really, I mean, that is a fun, that's a fun, I mean, <coughs> I look forward every year to seeing what their new big promotion if is. If
3: they did something like this yeah. every year, like, they would sell out of like these games because or, it would
1: be real No, don't cool. do that because then someone will will say that it should have just been in the bag.
0: Well, don't <laughs> yeah. Get yeah, yeah oh, right. You mean swag the non-slag bag? Yeah, right.
2: Did, well, did, but did, you know what, this though? This year was higher if quality. You were, if
0: you were, yeah, well. <laughs> it was. If, I, I will give it that. If, That's true. So sure. It was an actual bag. It yeah. was like a real cloth bag. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what would be cool, though, is like, you know, and this is kind of going to back to the the idea of promoting and things like that for your game is if you were to do something like that, like go to the You're Gen, Con, right go to the Gen Con booth and pick up your discounted copy <coughs> of the Gen Con board <coughs> who's not going to do that? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's well, you cannot do that, <coughs> well, you no, don't no. kickstart it. No, yeah, just kidding. That's right. <laughs> I've <been> for it. <laughs> that's right. But no, I mean, like, <laughs> like honestly, people, people, I've okay, I've had it for probably five to seven years, but. I spent 15 bucks each for my wife and I's Gen Con badge holder. I mean, it's just a it's just a pocket that you put your plastic well, badge where in. Where I thought you were going with
3: that but, would be to hire an independent developer uh, every would be year. That awesome. yeah. And then showcase, not have them. Like a premiere
0: premier game? Yeah, yeah but they is. won't produce enough.
1: Watch. They won't produce enough, and you'll run into the same problem we ran into with King of New York this year, where they only had 50 copies per day available, here's the and thing. then people are going to be upset here's about it. Here's
0: the difference, though. If you have a premiere game, you promote on your Gen Con website this year's sponsored premiere game. Only 50 copies a day. Make sure you're the first in line kind of thing. I wouldn't
3: but that do would, that. What I would I'm do just saying, like, that would... like Let's just take Gen Con for an example because it's the big boy in town. i so, really talking
0: about right. them.
3: Yeah, so... Um,
0: Are we sure we're not a con? <laughs> I didn't do this. So <laughs> Guilty. That's right. So,
3: <laughs> but... The concept of uh, so let's say that GenCon did this um, and they said okay our theme this year is uh, let's, I don't know eight um, bit gaming or whatever oh sure so uh, they hire the guys that they're going to, that do the eight um, bit uh, yeah. yeah
1: sure all yeah, studios yeah yeah yeah, yeah yes, studios. We'll, we'll say bit crawl pocket because it's a lot easier to think of
3: okay so big pocket so. <laughs> And Bitcrawl Pocket gets commissioned to do a board game based on the 8-bit theme for that year. So they have that game. And then in that big hallway, they say, okay, here's our developer for this year's game. Bitcrawl Pocket uh, LM Studios. So they have the Gen Con game there just to sell. And then you have the very important gamers bag where they put the game in there already. That's how I got this, because Mm -hmm. I was the um, uh, VIP. Oh, you were a very important furry? Yes. (laughs) V-I-F. VIF. So, um, yes. It sounds
1: sounds like a missed
3: punch. (laughs) VIF. It's so one off of Jim. Wow!
2: Wow! It's
0: A brother. Norwegian Miss Pop. Oh. It, yes, Biff. Biff. I Biff. I missed you. It's Biff's brother. Biff. Oh, so, Biff and Biff. Sister. Yeah, Biff, and Biff. sister. sister. Oh, okay,
2: yeah, exactly. Short for Vivica. Vivica. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're getting off topic. Oh, so goodness.
3: they have that there, but they're also showcasing their own game. Okay. Next year, different, independent.
2: Producer,
1: okay, yeah. yeah, I'm with you, but you're gonna run into the production problem. Yeah, just, you're not
0: gonna know how many you produce. Well, that's why they just produce a ballpark figure, and yeah, then,
2: 500,000. Because
0: the thing is, if you if they are the premier game for that year, they're going to be promoted on the website which and they're means going they're to going have to have people who are interested in checking out the game. They and they're going to pre-orders. have...
1: Um,
3: well, you can, you can do that. Can do that. Well,
0: that's what I'm saying. They
1: should take pre-orders and have a certain amount available for sale. Right. Right. Well, an they, but Gen
0: say.
3: Con would also throw money in to yeah. help support mm-hmm. the production of that game. yeah. That will, yeah. That's and, that's the key though. That's that's yeah. the difference. I wanna well,
1: the right, be able, be able to pick up my custom game. Yeah. That's the big thing. I don't want it to be a you only have two hundred copies available right. and, and I gotta and waste I an hour and a half well, in line to not longer, get it. No, and we
0: talked no. about we talked about this topic on our pre Gen Con yes. episode with Tracy. Having a system <clears> where you can find out what promotions are available, put your money down for those promotions, Absolutely. and that takes your cue point in line. Agreed. and then and then that way the developer can say, okay well we already have 300 pre-orders and we're a week out from Gencon yep okay well we, or maybe three weeks because uh, ch- crap like that I three did. to four weeks you look yeah. at and you go okay well, we already have 300 pre-orders we want to give away or have available a hundred more copies of our game every day because right. you're gonna have, 800 people walk through the Gen Con aisle, especially because I mean, you you've been promoting you it for the basis
3: can base this off of the t-shirts that they right. sell. Right,
0: exactly. I can't, I'm, I'm trying to remember. I literally just looked at the Gen Con website today and they already have the new theme up, and it's something like searching for adventure, or yeah, searching for adventure, like something like that. Like
3: that's easy to do right, in a board like, game,
0: okay? Find a really cool adventure-themed board game, yeah, and support it and promote it. And even if they, even if they don't necessarily invest in the actual product itself, I'm oh, sorry, discover adventure, um, even, even better, if, even, even if easier, they, right? Yeah. Even if they don't, even if they don't necessarily put the money towards supporting that but they, all they do is promote it. Oh, and yeah. then maybe give the exhibitor or the developer a discounted or free booth to be able to have that game available for people. Yeah. yeah, That, I believe, is like the next level of con support. Because Gen Con is the best four days of gaming. And I know we're talking a lot about uh, just that con or cons in general with this subject. But well, they that's, kind of go hand in hand.
3: It, this is really how you do it in independent gaming. Yeah. I, I mean we keep joking that we're not a con podcast, but I mean that's how you do it. Like I talked to um I, I saw someone at Gen Con that was at uh, at the um uh GamerX in San Francisco. You go con to con to con with your product. That's how you sell it. There well, isn't uh an, there isn't a way to really sell your independent products.
2: It reminds me of the old days where uh People would have these independent products, and they'd knock door oh, yeah. uh, to door on people to try and, you know, advertise their whatever they have to, in order to sell it to their to the household to make money. Yeah, it seems really similar to what you would have to do.
3: A whole you know. lot less annoying, but yes,
2: a yeah, lot well, less annoying because you don't feel like there's a Jehovah's Witness that you're exactly.
3: <laughs> but um, but again, it's it's it comes down to money, and it comes down to you are a working out of your house and you are using your money that you you earn at your day job to try to start a business. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. So, lock me up.
0: So, I mean, um, you know, before we kind of wrap things up, uh, I just kind of wanted to touch on another question I had with this. And I think we can kind of use this as our as our as our wrap up point but my question to you guys is what has attracted you and obviously myself so us what has attracted us to the market of independent games oh, and good. independent developers. So um Brian go ahead and start um I think the
2: hmm, I think the thing that that kind of attracts me is the Um, I don't necessarily know how true this is, but it always seems this way, but they seem to have, when you're an independent developer, more freedom to do what you want with your games versus having to go through the approval of a... whoever, the CEO of whatever company, or whatever, you know, having to go through, let's say if you're going through Wizards of the Coast, having to have everything approved through Wizards in order to develop your product the way that you want it to be developed. And if they like it, then they like it, and if they don't, then you have to change your game that you developed. So... Derek
3: innovation yeah if you look at what's on my shelf like dread um, who would think oh, about using a Jenga tower as a mechanic um, you've got uh, things like fate with fate dice you've got um, all these like storytelling things like trials of Cthulhu Hill folk up there um, you have a lot more freedom to do. Sort of color outside the lines. Um, that's what m- drew me into becoming a an independent publisher. So I didn't want to follow what was done before. I didn't want to try to modify what was done before. I wanted my criteria, and I wanted to to, to produce my
1: criteria. Joshua, mine was curiosity. Um, the only things I've really experienced were board games, video games, and then the major role-playing game at the time was 3.5 when i was doing that and the the few outside of the box role-playing games i've done cobalt ain't my baby um i'll even call fiasco a role-playing game even if it's just a one-time type deal uh and dread and yeah. universal storytelling system almost all of those got me interested because i was curious i want to see what else was out there uh I wouldn't necessarily call this independent though Goodman Games is not exactly the largest name, but I'm still very interested in the Dungeon Crawl classics because oh, yeah. someone tells me that they you get to use a a D thirty and a D twenty four or something in their games I'm like, Oh what? <laughs> so I'm automatically pulled in because of that, that curiosity that um, ooh shiny and for being somebody who doesn't really suffer from ADD, when it comes to, like, games like that, I've got so many games over there that I may never play. Video game, board game, and role-playing game alike. It's like, oh, this is neat. I played it once. I like it. Here's my money. you got going to play it again? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Shove and a half right there. <laughs> I don't know, but it was worth my money. That is a curse of
3: GMs. Especially a, when
1: you start making right, yeah. money. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. I don't want to steal it Here. <laughs> There
3: are like at least five games up there that I want to run just because I like them and like Paranoia. I was I'm never say,
0: like, like from Paranoia Over. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like
3: there's like yeah six yeah six. Plus de- Shard is God-like is a great one. Yeah there's the Chard has amazing artwork it is probably the best artwork that I've seen in a role playing game um and Paranoia is coming out with a that they're kickstarting a new version of Paranoia oh very cool yeah but um but yeah I want to run like a whole bunch of that stuff like I want one Doctor Who and I'm, I'm
0: down I've actually so. seen a few episodes Sal I'm down <laughs> I've watched Tenet, I understand so. I still I still okay this is on a side note but for a Doctor Who game I really want to play myself. Like, literally... Well, like, you quite A, do that. a yeah. person who maybe has I don't know how the a system has glimpse developed, but... of Doctor Who, like, who's this doctor, you know? But literally has no idea of any backstory or, you know, what <laughs> anything is the, I want to like, play the TARDIS. Everything is a surprise. <laughs> the, the TARDIS, Tardis. is a woman. The Tardis Okay, is that's
2: right. fine. I'll gender bench.
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah, get a
2: going Since we've uh, already gone through the experimental thing like Josh wants... <laughs>
0: Is that, is that what you guys <laughs> yeah that was, okay. that was my I would why ha- I would have to say my why is um, uh, I really love the idea of just like in storytelling and when people redo movies and there's a little bit of a twist even if it's just a slight different mechanic or a different kind of die Star
1: Wars where Luke dies Mm.
0: I'm just saying, or he goes to the dark side, mm. Ooh. and then Leia picks up his lightsaber and hacks his head off. I'm just saying, like what that's that? the kind of stuff that interests me is being able to take a classic story or a classic mechanic or a classic game and turn it dark. And no, 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 just just kind of just kind of change. The uh, perspective a little bit. Welcome, Ravenloft. Right, yeah. Well, yeah.
3: <laughs> that is one, and I know you guys will never do it. No, that's, that's true. one that I would love to write. I want to down, 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 I've
0: played it twice. No, no, no. I'll play I'm it again. Play as play players, it, as players, we love Ravenloft. As characters, that's the most frightening place in the world, <laughs> and I don't want to go back. So,
3: but I want to do the original Ravenloft. I don't okay, want to so do the original. Oh, or three. I can I bring it up to ed, Pathfinder. The second ed
0: is the. F-
1: uh, there. Oh, okay. Miss Finder. Anyhow. Yeah, yeah. Anyhow.
0: <laughs> so, so, just the idea of having, you know, kind of like the inventive ingenuity yeah. to take something that you really love and maybe just adding a little bit. Leo, you know, my mm-hmm. wife and I love Ascension. But if we wanted to develop a card game, because we really love Ascension, but maybe we didn't like the honor part of Ascension, so instead we wanted to add something different. Like, that to me is is what's really cool about being an independent developer, is taking a game you love and making it something more of what you love.
3: See, that's that concept is already in play. Yeah. Um, Savage Worlds yeah. is very big on that. They say, okay, here's the base mechanics. Right. Now... Do something else go with them. Fun.
0: Have fun with it. Yes. yeah
3: So yeah. you'll see. Well, and that's my it.
0: GMing style anyway. <clears throat> regardless what system, like Pathfinder says. Okay, when you do, you know, resolve everything. Resolve everything uh, using blah. Actually, John and Danielle have that
1: one. Yeah. I think. Uh,
0: John resolve everyth- everything. Resolve everything. You know, with <laughs> with this mechanic. You know, and these are the themes that you should go with. And I'm like, whatever themes I can come up with themes. Like I can come up with characters. I can come up with NPCs. But yeah, I mean, having having that availability is just you know. Play your own game, you know, and be able to say, this is my game. Um, And then also just supporting people who have that mentality of saying, you know what, there isn't a game. Yeah, I know that there. you know, the phrase, there's no original idea. But, you know, having someone stand up and say, you know what, I understand there's a million and a half zombie games, but there's not a million and a half zombie chess games. So I'm going to develop a chess game like... With zombie games. Oh, you know, whatever. But I would play it. I would
3: too. One surprising thing <laughs> that I found was um, I'm running uh, a backstory for uh, Lance's character in my larger campaign. Okay. And I'm having him go through like. Boot, uh, he's like a drill sergeant in boot camp. Okay. For basic training. Yeah. And interestingly, there's no good way of simulating that.
0: Yeah.
3: None. Yeah. I mean, I'm using Pathfinder because that's what we're, the system we're using, but as I'm going through this, I'm like, there is just no way to to, do it, yeah.
2: I kind of, um, they've got something going on, going back to the cons, but, um, Starship Troopers, they've got, (laughs) they've got a big thing that they do, there's a couple of guys at uh, Gen Con every year that
0: go through, they do a, a LARP, don't they?
2: Uh, no, it's it's um out of the Starship Troopers role-playing game. Oh, okay. But it's boot camp. Like, you start off in boot camp. Oh, that's... And cool. I'll you... have to check that out. because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's...
0: Is Starship Troopers a D20? Basically um, I think so, it, yeah.
2: yeah okay. It's D20. I don't necessarily care for the people who it, run it, but right. I do like the game and the concept itself. Yeah. But right.
0: Well, uh, I think that's probably going to wrap up yeah. our, that's our really, Yeah, that's, the That was a really good conversation about it. Um... You know, definitely, uh, uh, if you're a listener, uh, if you're a factor, leave us um, your comments. And some maybe some of the independent games that you have bought Beautiful. or played or that you're designing, uh, we would love to be able to participate in the creative process of those things. Um, uh, and, e- you know, no recognition <coughs> needed. Like, we're all gamers, and we love to play games, and we want to help people design games that are going to be fun. Um, We're so, not
1: getting any any like kickbacks on any of this yeah, either. No, no. If anyone's yeah, I'm
3: I'm or... actually going to pay the podcast my own money for all <laughs> the cards. <laughs> and then take it right back. Right, so. exactly. So that'll so. be the,
1: the that's interesting because I can't. I like if I ever wanted to apply for nonprofit status. You give me money, it's gonna be more difficult. It's kinda of difficult right no, now. Donating. No, because all we
0: gotta do is then just spend it all. We're not we're not, yeah, we we're just not just even
1: non profit, you guys. We are negative profit.
0: Yay! <laughs> just <laughs> like every other American, we have no money. We have negative we money. owe money. To we owe someone to in limbo. Okay, so please don't sue us, we're broke. <laughs> That's right. And we love you. Actually
2: if you sue us then you'll end up owing us money. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, hey, that works. That's right. Okay, so uh, our fact from episode 83 our Halloween episode which by the way if you haven't listened to it so much fun mm, it was a good times so. um, uh, was fall is a great time for family and friend celebration uh, unless you're micah unless you're micah. <laughs> <correct>. <laughs> micah So our new fact for episode 84 uh, in how to uh, and what we do to support independent gamers is indie games are awesome and deserve your support and backing. So, IndieGoGo, a GoFundMe to get it kickstarted. P.S. I promise you, we are not a Comcast.
3: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, go support Silver Crescent.
0: That's right. He, he That's said, right.
1: You said Comcast. I, did. I read Comcast. Yep. And I'm like. What? No.
0: We're not them either. Okay. (laughs) Yes.
1: Please check out the Realms of Twilight re-release on Kickstarter. They're getting uh, help from Jim Page to do a lot of their cartography and artwork, and even Ed Greenwood's stepping in a little bit to help with some of the rewriting um, for some of the backstories. I've seen some of the pictures. They're they're on Facebook from Silver Crescent Publishing. They've got some really good stuff they're wanting to put together. We have the original book that's printed in black and white. it's sold out of three printings of it. They're ready to re-release this in color. Get out there and support them. I think it's like $40 just to get a copy of the book. Uh, $80 and you get a whole bunch of other extras. So get on it. Help them out. They are friends of the network and they're not paying us any money.
0: That's right. <laughs> that's right. All right. Thank you guys for listening and we will check you next time.
1: See ya. Bye. Please visit us at www.theestablishedfacts.com and our Facebook page, facebook.com slash theestablishedfacts. If you'd like to support us by buying some merchandise, visit cafepress.com castingrobot. Oh,